There's something feels good about the new year, doesn't it? It's just like you got a new start, new chance in life, amen? A new resolutions that we'll all make and break before the end of January most of the time, but it's still a great time, amen, to just have that new, makes you want to go home and clean out your closet, amen, Romans, Romans, Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20 says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Amen. How many knows that God is still beckoning us? I don't care if you've been in the church one day or a hundred years. God is still knocking at our door. There's still more for us that God desires for us to have. And my thought to stay along the theme of this year's uh, theme is there's more beyond the door in 2024. Amen. There's more beyond the door. In Revelations 3, verse 7 and 8, the church of Philadelphia, the author writes, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Everybody say little strength. It simply means figuratively dignity. It means little dignity, elevation of character, or worth, worthiness. Amen. So he's saying you have a little bit of strength. He, un, he understands that we have this uh, worthy, worthiness issue within us. We all don't feel as though we are worthy, and, and we're not worthy, but we can't use it as a negative aspect in our walk with the Lord. Amen. But we need to realize that God is desiring to really move on us and to lift us up to another level, if you will, in our life. And he's desiring for us to go through the door. He's opening. He's knocking at the door. He wants us to open that door because he's got more for us. Amen. So there's more beyond the door in 2024. I wonder if we could all just pray and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness. You are great, O oh Lord, and greatly to be praised. <clears throat> thank you for your word. I pray that you would use me tonight. Help me, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God acknowledges our weakness here in this portion of of uh, revelation. He said, I know that thou hast little strength, but you've kept my word. You've not denied my name. We still stand upon the word and we still call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 says, for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, which is our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So he came he robed himself in flesh, came, up, came to this earth because he wanted to communicate with his creation. And the best way for him to do that was for him to become like us. It was God manifested in the flesh, the Bible tells us. 
he robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. He went through the same temptations that we did, yet he was without sin. Amen. So we can boldly say, verse 16, it says, So let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. Amen. He's recognizing, look at your name, and he says, you've got a lot of weaknesses. Amen. I just want to get that settled in our mind. We're weak without the Lord, all right? We, we don't have much hope without God, and yes, we make a lot of mistakes. Yes, we don't deserve it. Yes, we are weak, okay? So let's just shut that door right there and realize that in Romans tells us, for when we were without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord is my helper. And, you know, I was thinking about this. God acknowledges our weaknesses, and so, so does our pastor. We have a great pastor. I love our pastor, great man of God. Amen. And he is one that has a powerful ministry. He has a powerful anointing. He has great vision. He lives a high standard of Christian living. I've been around him for 25 years. He's never faltered or wavered, have been wishy-washy in anything. He's just steadfast, sure. He's a rock, a steady rock. But yet at the same time, he is very merciful. Hallelujah. And just like the Lord, and I thank the Lord for that. You can grow here. You have the opportunity to grow in the Lord here. Amen. And I thank the Lord for that. This is a safe place for us to come and a safe place for us to bring our family and that should be important to you, amen, that you can come and to grow and to, to seek after the Lord and you make mistakes and you're not afraid of getting chastised or rebuked and just we're all in this together, all trying to make it to heaven, amen, and I thank the Lord that we have a God that is merciful and a pastor too that is merciful, amen. Appreciate the man of God. <clears throat> In chapters 42 and 43 of Isaiah, the children of Israel, they've gone astray, okay? They've been serving idols. They're, they're in bondage now. But in that whole thing, if you, we don't have the time, of course, to read it all, but we find that God is, two things that jumped out to me is that God is very patient. Thank the Lord for his patience. He's long-suffering. How many needs the long-suffering of the Lord? I know I do. And God is always with us. He's always with his people. Even though they went astray, and he would get angry at times. He said, I've, I've held off. I've been very merciful. But then there was a chastisement that would come. But even through all of that, it was only to bring them back to him. So any type uh, chastisement that you feel that you've gone through, uh, the Lord, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He said, like a father to a son. If he didn't, if he just let us do our own thing, then he said it wouldn't be a real father. Amen. It wouldn't be a real father, but he is a real father, and he desires for us to repent, find repentance in our lives, and to be able to make it into heaven. Amen. But he's always with us. 
We're his people. You believe that? We are the church. If not, we all just shut the door and go on home. If we're not the church, hallelujah, blood-bought church filled with the presence of God, baptized in his name, hallelujah, he is with us and we are his people. Isaiah chapter 42 says, I, the Lord, in verse 6, have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thy hand. I will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the Gentiles. Now, as we look into, he's talking about us. We're all Gentiles now that the light has been brought to. But as you look into the lives and how he deals with the children of Israel, that's the natural version of the spiritual version we are today. Amen. We are the spiritual Israel, if you will. We have been grafted in to the vine. <clears throat> he said to open the blind eyes and to bring out of the prison prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name. I am glory and my glory will I not give to another neither my praise to graven images. They had turned aside. They were worshiping idols. And God says, I'm not going to stand for it. If you have any idols in your life, God's not going to stand for it. Don't get attached to the things of this world. Amen. Let this world pass you by. Hallelujah. Grasp a hold of Almighty God. He's not going to stand for it. He says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I'm not going to give my glory to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass. And even through all this, he says, I want you to realize that all these things are going to come to pass, and new things do I declare before them, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Hallelujah. He said, Former things are past. Forget about yesterday. He says, I want to do a new thing. Forget about yesterday. I want to do a new thing. He said, before they spring forth, I will tell you of them. He's saying, before it happens, I want you to know I'm going to do something great for you. And because of that, he says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Hallelujah. Yesterday's song's not going to be good anymore. We need to sing a, a new song. And whenever the children of Israel, whenever God did a great thing in, in their lives and for their nation of children of Israel, they would write a new song. Amen. And he's saying, before I tell you of them, before it happens, I want you to write a new song. In other words, praise him. Hallelujah for the victory. Amen. You may not see it, but praise him for the victory. Amen. You may not be able to understand what's going on in your life. Praise him for the victory. Amen. By faith, praise the Lord. We need to praise God because he inhabits the praises of his people. And we know that he has all things under control in his power. And we need to praise the Lord. We need to sing a new song. I'm getting a phone call right now. If it's from the Lord, I will answer it. <laughs> Dufuniac Springs, Florida. Usually it says potential spam. But I have no idea who that is. Excuse me for the interruption. But sing unto the Lord a new song. Amen. And his praise from the end 
of the earth. In Isaiah 43, if you move into the next chapter, and all this, both of these verse chapters are great, but we didn't have the time to go over all of them. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. You know God has redeemed us. He's bought us back. We were sold into sin. We had no hope. We had no life. We had no uh, chance of eternal life. But he came to redeem us. He has bought us back. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. You know the Lord, he does have your zip code. Amen. And he knows your name. And he knows your social security number. Amen. He knows everything about you. Even the hairs upon your head are numbered, they said. The Bible tells us. And he says, I know thee by name. I mean, we read this and we say, yeah, well, he knows me by name. Does he, do you realize how important that is, that the Lord knows us by name? You are important. You are thumb buddy, as one Sunday school teacher taught one time, told the kids, you are thumb buddy in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. God knows you. He knows your name. He knows where you're at. <clears throat> he knows what you're going through. Amen. Look at your neighbor and remind him, God knows your name. People like to hear their names. People like to be recognized. My wife and a few other little ladies are really good at calling people, new people by their name when they come in, and that, that's great. You know, those people light up, and they say, wow, you remembered my name. And, and I go to people that have been here five years and say, what's your name? You don't know me, Brother Richie? You baptized me. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. At least I am getting older now, so I can kind of use my age as an excuse. But he says, I know you by name. <clears throat> when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. <clears throat> Skipping down to verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He's reminding them again. Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not, shall ye not know it? And I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Even in our weakness, God is wanting to do a new thing in us and for us, especially in our weakness. Amen. He's a father. He's a heavenly father. If you have a child that has a weakness and they come to you and they say, I need your help, that doesn't make you love them less makes you love them more. If they come to you and they've had a trouble and they've sinned and they've come to you and say, I'm sorry, I've sinned. You don't, you shouldn't love them any less. You love them more. You want to love them. You want to help them more. Amen. We need to realize that he is doing a new thing for us. And we have this great privilege at the new year, right, to have a new start. Now, I used to always think that um, 
I was kind of against the New Year's and all the resolutions and all. I thought you just should you should live your life for the Lord and just do it every day and and you know don't worry about new things. You, you shouldn't have a start anew. You should just always be in it. Well, that's true in one aspect, but I can remember Pastor teaching one time and said, you know, God's given us new years in the end of certain seasons and the beginning of other seasons. He said. You know, they're there for a reason. They're there for us to be able to start afresh, to start new. And that's why we have the seasons in life, to start everything anew. Even our days, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, hallelujah, and be glad in it, amen? This is the day. We have a new day. We can rise up every morning and say, it's a new day, hallelujah. We can start new, if you messed up today, tomorrow you can start with a new day because that's our God. Amen. He so desires to have fellowship with us. He so desires for us. He's always calling on our hearts and pulling on our hearts. We just have to have ears to hear. Amen. And eyes to see. But even in our weaknesses, God wants to do something new for us. You believe that? You don't have to get all your ducks in a row right? We tell people that the first coming into the church, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Just come as you are. Just come to the altar. Come as you. God wants to touch you. God wants to fill you with his spirit. And that's true. And that's how it should be. But then after we're in church for a while and we make mistakes, we feel like, yeah, I'm not worthy. I can't go to the altar. I can't do that because, you know, God's mad at me. But God is constantly pulling at our heartstrings. God's not giving up on you yet. Amen. So what is our part? It's not just that we have this great mercy and we can live our lives as however we want to, but our part is to open the door. Open the door. Romans 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So God came and presented his body, natural death, right? He died in the flesh. Our part is he wants us to die, amen, a living sacrifice. Give up of ourselves, to die of ourselves. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Present your bodies, and the altar is the place where we present, you know, we say at the end of a evangelistic service, you know, come up to the altar. If God's been speaking to your heart, come to the altar and, and seek the Lord. Amen. But in the Old Testament, the altar was a place of sacrifice, right? It's where they would bring a sacrifice, an animal sacrifice. He says, now I want you to come to an altar, but I want it to be a living sacrifice. You've got to be able to give up of your own self. Amen. Jesus in the garden, he struggled with it as he prayed, Father, not my will, not the will of the flesh, but thy will be done, the will of the spirit. Amen. And in the Lord's prayer, he says, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. The will of God. And this is what we struggle against all, to, all the time. 
But the altar, the A-L-T-A-R, is a place of sacrifice, a death. Something has to die. And we come up to this altar, and, you know, we, we have a, a prayer up here, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you come, well, I can remember first coming to the altar. I first felt the tug of the Lord and coming to the altar, and it was a warfare back in my seat. And when I finally made it to the altar, there was a sacrifice there where I said, okay, Lord, whatever your will is. And bam, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. When you relinquish your will to his will, hallelujah, that's the A-L-T-A-R, a place of sacrifice. Should A-L-T-E-R alter, adjust, change, or make different, amen, something in your life. The altar up here should alter our lives. The mercies of God do not give us a license to live however we want to live. God is saying, no, bring yourself as a living sacrifice, lay it on the altar, amen, and you'll have a change in your life. The definition, they say sometimes of insanity is doing the exact same thing, but expecting different results. If you're looking for a different result in your life, you've got to sacrifice something. You've got to make a change in your life. We need change in our lives. As Romans says, a renewing, renewing, making new, new year, new day, whatever it is, renewing, hallelujah, our minds. He says it's a transformation. It means the metamorphosis, or however you say that word. As a butter, the caterpillar transforms into a butterfly, the same type of thing. You change, there's a change there. You're making a change, a metamorphosis in your life. It's the same as being altered to make that change, amen? And there's an old saying that says nothing changes if nothing changes. You want to go on the same way in 2023 in your walk with God? Then don't change anything. Hallelujah. But if you want to change in your walk with the Lord, there's got to be a change somewhere in your life. I don't know about you, and I know you are the same way. We wouldn't be here if we didn't, but we all want as much of God as he wants us to have. Amen? We all want more of God. We want him to, to move in our hearts, and we desire him. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And for the new year, I want to be a new creature. I just don't want that to be a, you know, just the word of God that we say, yeah, I'm a new creature. I got the Holy Ghost. I want to be a new creation, if you will. I want my life to be a new creation. Hallelujah. Old things, yesterday's passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Do you believe we can have that in Christ? I believe it. Hallelujah. We can have as much of him as we want. We can have as much of God as we desire. Amen. And the more that we desire, the more that he's able to fill us with his desires for our life. We need to be in Christ. He said, if any man hear my voice, open the door. I'm going to come into him and sup with him and he with me. So in 2024, there is more 
communion beyond the door. There's more for us. I don't care where you are in your walk with God. There is more for us. Not only is there more for us, but he wants us to have more. He wants us to come to open up the door, to hearken unto his knock. He wants us to have something more than what we had in 2023. And so we have to renew our thinking to have that renovation is what it means. Renewing is to renovate, renovate our minds. Like I said, nothing changes if nothing changes. And we have to, it begins right here in our minds. We have to change something. We have to desire for it to change. I remember um, when we lived in Illinois, I used to fix up houses, old houses. I'd buy a house before it became a television show. I was doing the fixer-uppers, amen? If I'd only known, I would have got a camera and took pictures and been a millionaire today. But you have to be good at that. I wasn't very good at it. But there was this one house that we had, and most of the time I would just go in and, and paint, throw some new carpet in, make some a few adjustments, and try to sell it for a price. <clears throat> but this one house was a total disaster. And I can remember me and a friend of mine that was going to purchase the house later from me. We completely redid the whole inside, tore out all the walls and uh, down to the studs, put in a new bathrooms, new kitchen, new everything. And then I was getting really nervous because it was costing a lot of money. And I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get out of it. Before, I had a banker. She came in, looked at the house before we did anything with it. She loaned me the money to restore it. And then I had this number in my mind that um, I needed to sell it for. And she came back and thanked the Lord. She, When we had it all done, she was happy with it. And she lent us the money that we um, had spent on it. And, and it was a success for us. And as a matter of fact, the guy that bought it, he's still living in that house today, 30 years later, amen, was something I was proud of, but it was a lot of work. This is my point. That renovation was a lot of work, and it was a lot of expense. And if you want to have something in the Lord, amen, it's going to be work. It just doesn't come by osmosis. We were in... Um, uh, at the fireworks tent, it seemed like, maybe I'm exaggerating, about 80% of the people that came in there speak Spanish. It's been that way for the last few years. And uh, some of them cannot speak English at all. But the majority of them speak, I know it's the majority of the people that come in there. It's in the St. Cloud um, area there, over there by Kissimmee, and a very strong Spanish presence. And thank the Lord because they like their fireworks. So they buy a lot of fun. But I tell myself every year I'm going to learn to speak Spanish. And I pray and say, Lord, help me to learn to speak Spanish. And the year went by and I, I still can't speak Spanish. And I'm like, Lord, I prayed. But I didn't put any work into it or effort into it. I just want the Lord to, boom, help me to speak Spanish. But it doesn't work that way. And neither does our walk with the Lord. We've got to put the effort into it. Amen. We've got to have faith. So we need to have that faith. And Hebrews tells us, 
In Hebrews 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. I want to speak Spanish. I hope for that. Amen? The evidence of things not seen. That's things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And really, you know, when we have faith, we need to realize that, you know, if we don't seek the Lord, we don't have much faith. We're just kind of going through the motions. But if we really believe that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, if we really believe that, the rest of the Bible is pretty easy to really believe in. Amen. To believe that God created the heavens and the earth. And the hope that we have in him is something that we need to search after with all of our heart. Hope in Romans chapter 8 verse 24 says we're saved by hope. You've got that desire, that little flame within you of hope. And I hope that there's something better. I hope that there's more for me. I hope that I can be saved. Amen. But hope that is seen is not hope for if a man sees it, why does he yet hope for it? Amen. But if we hope for that we see not, then we with patience, which means cheerful endurance and consistency. Endurance and consistency, we wait for. And faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. So it starts with that hope, that desire. Yeah, I want to speak Spanish. I hope to speak Spanish someday, but I've got to have faith that it's going to come to pass. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when we look in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, we find that faith is action. Amen. It's going to take some action. By it, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Noah was moved by fear. And prepared an ark. By faith, Abraham went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. Jacob, by faith, blessed and worshipped God. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he forsook the riches of Egypt. By faith, they did these things, these action things. And we have to take action in our life. And it's not easy. Because the spirit, you know, spirit's willing. Just like I said, man, I, I want to speak Spanish. Gloria a Dios. Amen. And so, <laughs> but the flesh is weak. Ah, man, I don't want to look over those Spanish pronouns again. It's work to do that. Amen. But the flesh is weak. But God, thank the Lord, he understands our weaknesses. Right? We've already covered that. He understands our weaknesses. We are trying to be more like Christ. And we have the opposition also of the enemy. Amen. The anti-Christ. You want to be like Christ? We live in a world of that's anti-Christ. When you try to be, draw closer to him, the more the battle rages. Amen. And how many people have you talked to, and especially new people, and they say, I don't understand it, you know, I give my life to the Lord, and I try to do my best, and it seems like things just get tougher, and things are piling on. I said, that's because the enemy's after you. You just stay in the church. 
Amen. Stay in prayer. Hallelujah. God's going to see you through. Amen. Because God's a rewarder of those that will diligently seek after him. He wants to have that communion with us. He wants us to come to him in prayer and to talk to him and to have that communion with him in his word. He'll speak to us and he wants to reward us. Amen. That's the natural. That's the flesh, right? He is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him. So there is a reward beyond the door in 2024. It's not all hard work. It's not all expense. There's a reward there. He's going to touch you. He's going to move in your behalf. He's going to do something on your behalf. Amen. Because we serve a good God. Hallelujah. And he is a rewarder of those that will diligently seek after him. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to diligently seek after God. Amen. I want everything he has for, for me. I want to be a soul winner. Amen. And I've asked the Lord to help me to be a soul winner. I know it's going to be work, and I know it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me money. Amen. But I want him to lead me and guide me to the hungry soul. I don't think there's anything more important than for us to be reaching the lost. Hallelujah. I want to be soul conscious. Amen. But it's going to take work. We're going to have to renew our thinking. We're going to have to transform ourselves into different creatures, hallelujah, in order to reach out to this lost and dying world. 12.12 of Romans tells us, be not conformed to this world, but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. The good and acceptable perfect will of God. I believe we can find that. Amen. It wouldn't be in the word of God if we can't. We can be in the perfect and acceptable will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Everybody say the measure of faith. That just has caught my eye over the last few weeks, the measure of faith and I haven't had time to really study, study it or really get into it, but it's just very interesting to me that God has given to every man the measure of faith, and I'm wondering what that is. Amen? Is that just faith that we can believe in him? And I believe that's part of it, but I also believe that there is a measure of faith that God has given to each and every one of us. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 talks about it, for we dare not to make ourselves of the number of or compare ourselves with some that can commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing, comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. He's saying, you know, we're not comparing ourselves with other people. But if we do not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed, there's a measure there, distrib- distribution to us, a measure to reach each, uh, uh, to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not, f- un- uh, not unto you. For we are come as afar as you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other man's labors, but having hope 
when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to the rule abundantly to preach the gospel in regions beyond you and not boast in another man's line of things made ready for your hand, for our hand. So I don't know what that says to you, but this was what it was speaking to me as I begin to look in just a little bit into this measure of faith, that God has something for each and every one of us. And we're not to compare ourselves amongst ourselves. You know, Brother Blackman, he's got this great ministry in the prison ministry. And, and if I'm not careful, I can say, man, I need to be doing something like that. Or I need to, to uh, be where he's at in that prison ministry, you know. I'm comparing myself amongst ourselves. And does that make sense? That God has a work for me. God has a ministry for me. And it's not going to be, we can't look at somebody else and say, wow, they're way out there ahead, it seems like. If you're doing what God wants you to do, you're in the perfect will of God. I don't know if it's clear as mud or not, but it's the measure of faith that we each have. And I thought about it, you know, in Matthew chapter 20, um, 25, it says, for the kingdom of heaven as a man traveling into the far country who called his servants and delivered them as goods. And so we know the story of the talents, right? He gave one five and I think one two or, or, and then one one or maybe it was three. Uh, he received two games. It looks like two. But he gave, he gave his servants different amount of talents. And he said, go do something with them. And so I don't have to measure up to Brother Blackman and what his ministry's doing. I just have to measure up to what God wants me to do, amen, with my life and in his perfect will, and thank God for it, amen, because the one that had five talents, he got another five, and the Lord said, well done, good job, you did something with what I gave you, and the one that had two, he brought back two more, which was three less than what the other guy gained, the other guy gained five, he only gained two, but guess what the Lord said? Good job, thou good and faithful servant. But to the one that he gave one to, let me see if I can find it. The one that had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. I was afraid, and I went and hid my talent, thy talent, in the earth. Lo, there thou hast the design. So this measure of faith, he, um, he only had maybe one talent, right? But God just wanted him to do something with whatever he was given. He says, you should have at least taken it to the bank, and then you would have got some interest. I would have had some interest when I got back. Do something with what God has given to us. And so I think that what, a, you know, what God is speaking to me on this is that we so many times compare ourselves amongst ourselves. Don't worry about it. We don't come to an altar of sacrifice because I'm worried about what so-and-so, you know, I'm worried about what so-and-so is going to say about me being up here at the altar praying or they're going to think something bad about me because I'm up here at the altar praying wondering what he's done. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> and I, I don't say that in a mean way. I don't think I mean, we should care about what others' perception of us are. But when it comes to our living and our life for the Lord, and it comes to me coming to this altar and dying out to God, I don't really care what you're thinking about me. What I care about is what God 
is thinking to me about me. I want to die out. And I just want to say there is a perfect will of God for you beyond the door in 2024. Amen? <clears throat> the one that with the one talent, he said, I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. We cannot uh, afford or allow fear to dictate our walk with God, our mistakes. The devil wants to whisper in your ear, you just messed up. You can't, you think God's going to hear you. We, you think God wants to use you. God's through, God is never through with us. He's merciful, long-suffering, willing that all should come to repentance, not willing that any, everybody say any, should perish. Second Timothy 1, 6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. He's saying, Paul's writing this to Timothy, stir up the gift of God. And Timothy's a good young man, but he's telling him, hey, it's a new day. Stir up that gift. It's a new year. It's 2024. Stir up the gift that which is in thee by the putting on my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So he's telling Timothy, don't allow the spirit of fear. Stir up that gift that's within you. Do the work that God desires for us to do. Amen. We can't allow others to dictate our walk with God. The opinion of others does not matter on the day when you're going to stand before the Lord and give an account for your life. Amen. You're not going to be able to worry about others. People are a whole lot more unaware of your affairs than what we think they are, right? We worry about people that they don't really know what's going on in our lives. Amen. We think, oh, they, everybody knows what's going on, and, and they're more, and even more than that, they really don't care about what's going on in your life. Does that sound cold? But I'm, what I'm just trying to say is they're not worried about your mistakes. They've got their own mistakes that they got to worry about. Amen. People don't, aren't aware of much about us, even though we're brothers and they don't really care if they're judging you and they're uh, critical of you, then that just simply means they've got their own issues that they're trying to hide. Amen. But when we are moving forward, we have to dismiss the opinions of others and dismiss our own feelings. Your heart is desperately wicked. You can't follow your heart. You can't follow your own feelings. You've got to get into the presence of God. That's the reason that we have seasons in our life, that we go through different seasons in our life and to realize and to recognize that God's speaking to us different ways at different times in our life. We need to remember our identity. Amen. We need to realize that God knows our name. We have an identity. We are Jesus' name people, amen. We are apostolic, Pentecostal. Pentecostal in the experience means we speak in other tongues and apostolic because we believe in the apostles' doctrine. We stand upon the word of God, amen. We jump back over all the traditions and whatever any church policies say, and we just simply say, what thus saith the word of the Lord? That's our identity, amen. And we need to realize when we are baptized in his name, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, then you need to be baptized in Jesus' name because that's when you put on Christ. 
We are buried with him. We die out through repentance and then we're buried with him in our sins. The Bible tells us for the remission of sins. We are baptized in Jesus name. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, it's evidence that Christ is in you. Hallelujah. Remember your identity and greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. When we are reaching and stretching out our faith, that really is the perfect will of God. You want to say, what is the will of God? I, don't, I can't say I've ever said, oh, this is the will of God for me, and I'm going to do this and this and this. And some areas, yes, but the perfect will of God is simply doing what it says in Romans there, forsaking ourselves, offering ourselves as a, a living sacrifice being transformed by the renewing of our mind and seeking after him. That is the perfect will of God. So I just told you what the will of God is for your life, and that's to seek him. And it's also true worship when we're seeking after the Lord. Amen. We come in here and we lift up praises and the, and the choir and the praise teams. They lead us into worship and praise and it's a great time in here on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights, amen, through praise and worship. But true worship is a lifestyle, amen. Mostly that's just praise. The praise is that the rocks are going to praise him, amen. The world praises him and the trees praise God and the heavens declare his handiwork and all those things praise him. But worship within ourselves is when we worship him, is when we live for him and walk with him and seek with him. Amen. Anyone can just praise the Lord, but only the living, uh, the uh, one that's living for him with all of their heart, all their mind, and all of their soul are true worshipers of him. There is more for each and every one of us beyond the door in 2024. Amen. I wonder if we could all stand this evening. I'm finished. I want to invite us to come up to this altar tonight. And if you need something to die out in your life, take this opportunity. We may not be given tomorrow. I just invite everybody to come up here and take a few minutes. It's early yet. I got done at 22 after, so there's time yet just to seek the Lord and ask him to help us to reach out for more in this year, 2024. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, for this day. We thank you for the power of your word. And God, we want more of you, Lord. We want more direction. We want more of the Holy Spirit moving within our lives, oh God, and around us, oh Lord. Use us, God, hallelujah, to reach this city. We don't want to just go through the motions. We don't want to be hot or we don't want to be cold, oh Lord. We, want to, we don't want to be lukewarm, oh God, but we want to be on fire for you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, let the power of your presence move in our hearts and in our lives. We love you, Lord. We need you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All power in heaven and earth belong to you. Help us, God, hallelujah, to get upon the altar. God, to die out, oh Lord, hallelujah, to be a living sacrifice. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Do your work, O oh God, in each and every one of our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we don't want to just go through the motions. 
We want to be reaching for you to doing the perfect will of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the name that's above every name. Glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we hear you knocking, God. We want to open the door, oh, Lord. Remove fear, oh, God, from us as you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege, O oh God, to live for you. And we glorify you, Lord. You are great, O oh Lord, and greatly to be praised. Jesus, 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 thank you, Lord, that you're always calling on us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to thy holy name, O oh thy holy name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My soul doth magnify the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> My soul doth magnify you, Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. And just take a minute to lift him up right now. God, we praise you. We lift you up, O oh Lord. We glorify you. Hallelujah. God, you are the mighty God. Oh, Lord, you are so good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. We worship you, creator of all things. You've established your church, oh God. And we thank you that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church of the living God. Glory and honor and praises to your name. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, I'm excited to see what God's going to do in our lives for 2024 and for the church collectively. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.